What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. We've got a really cool guest joining us from uh, Ware, New Hampshire, so on the East Coast. Where, where, where art thou now? <laughs> Please meet, um, welcome, Steve Gamlin. He is the motivational firewood guy. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. I really love your your title. Can you please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? Sure thing. Thank you so much, Deanna. Uh, yeah, for the past 17 years, I've been known as the motivational firewood guy. And it's funny because very early in my speaking career, I just wanted to be a motivational humorist. And I went yeah. to my very first National Speakers Association meeting up here in New England. And I had to wear, you know, one of those blue badges, the one that yeah. all you do is write your name and it says, hi, I'm clueless. This is my first time here, <laughs> but my name is Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the veteran members came over as soon as he saw me and he goes, oh, hey, uh, Steve. Hey, I'm Don. Very nice to meet you. Yeah. So what do you speak on? I said, motivation. He says, well, okay, what sets you apart? And I said, well, I want to help people. He goes, well, you're not really helping yourself right now. That's not a niche. That's the Grand Canyon. We all want to help people, Steve. Yeah, for But sure. he was so generous and so kind and patient with his time. About three to five minutes later, I finally said, okay, Don, if people are coming to hear me speak, then they've got a spark of something in their heart that they want to achieve or, or improve. And if I share a story, a lesson, an example, a call to action, and it inspires them to get up the next day and go do something with it, kind of like I gave him a piece of motivational firewood. For sure. And he said, do you know anything about trademarks? I said, not a clue. He said, look it up. I really like the concept. And he goes, what I liked more was the way you, your face just lit up when you explained it. Yeah. He said, so pursue that young man. And I've been the motivational firewood guy uh, ever since. That is, that's a great story. I love it. And that, that, and you trademarked it too. So that's really good. I think that's a very smart. So you tell us a little bit about your background. So you, this like doing podcasts is kind of not new for you because of your, of what you've done in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was on the radio. I was a morning show producer in rock morning radio here in New England from 1992 to 2002. And the funny part is sometimes people say, oh, you've got a lovely radio voice. Yeah. It's a shame I didn't have it when I was actually on the radio. I was an off-air <laughs> producer for most of my decade because I wasn't confident. I, I was real shy and quiet and I behind the scenes. And when I blew up my radio career, uh, just due to burnout, in a short yeah. window, my radio career, my first marriage, and all financial stability I'd ever known was gone in, oh, a wow. real, in about a year's time. And just from the ashes, uh, an afternoon that I spent hitting golf balls at a driving range in a thunderstorm under power lines, daring the storm to hit me. I feel like that's a very common, um, a common thread amongst people that like yourselves that, that like yourself that is motivational and a speaker is that you've kind of had to go through some growing pains to get to where you are. And um, for me, I never thought I'd be doing this podcast and it'd be going this, the way that it has been. And, and when I first started, it was hard to find my voice. That's a really, that's a very scary step to take is to get you, put yourself out there and to, you just have to say, no matter what, you're just going to, you're just going to let, let your voice be heard and use it for, well, for me and for you for po for positive reasons and just see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, once you figure it out, you know, I remember at the very end of my radio career, I finally had to be on the air because our morning guy quit okay. and the owner was going to put the station back on satellite. And I told my boss, he said, Jack. I've been in radio for almost 10 years at this point. I said, come on, I can do it. But Jack didn't know I'd never been on the yeah. air before. 
and I was trying and I was, <laughs> okay. I was not doing well and it was awkward. And one day I finally said, look, hey, this is Steve, everybody. If you tolerate me for the next 40 seconds reading the weather, I'll play you a really good rock song. How's that? My boss came downstairs, opened the door and he goes, why can't you just do that every time? Because that was the best thing you've done all week. That's cool. Okay, just be yourself, and and the yeah. right people will find you. You'll be attractive, magnetic, in and just be yourself. He said, "Stop trying to sound like another DJ," and that's where it began, yeah. right there in that conversation. That. I actually, I just talked to him two weeks ago, and he still remembers that. He goes, "Yeah, yeah you were terrible all week. I was going to pull the show, <laughs> but then you just did that <laughs> break, just being yourself, and it was actually funny." So what do you think of podcasting now since you have a background in radio and, and how it's blowing up? I mean, it's becoming a very big industry. I mean, I know podcasting goes back a long way, but it's getting huge. It is. And I absolutely love it. it and I've been a guest on so many podcasts. I've been hundreds of podcasts over the years. What I love the most is that I get to meet the coolest people who just have a voice, a message yeah. and a little setup sometimes in their home or in their basement. And I get to talk to people all around the world. And it's really, it's an honor for me to not be tied by geography where I can just have a good conversation with somebody in other parts of the country or the world. And I really love it. I'm I'm glad that it's making a big resurgence right now. Yeah, I know it's been pretty cool. And sorry, guys, as most of you know, that follow me and listen (laughs) My dogs like to make an appearance, so but I'm we we can hear you more than them. Not a problem. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about tell us a little bit more about your your um, motivational speaking and you know what types of engagements you've done and you know how you tailor your your speak your speeches for for the audience. Yeah, what I've done mostly over the years are keynote speeches. I, I've either kicked off events or I'm the guy that they put on right after lunch when everybody is ready to snooze and fall asleep. For my energy. I've had people literally say, Steve, I know you're supposed to go on at three, but I don't know what happened at lunch. Can you go on at one instead? Yes. Yeah. So what I deliver is a very back to basics combination of positivity, humor, and I do a lot with visualization as well to help people kind of get to the next level of achieving their goals. But there's always some humor in there. I'd be as lighthearted, energetic, and of course, appropriate with any humor that I use. Sure. I love it. I love it. I don't know if I could do that. Like, I love doing this. I don't know if I could put myself, <laughs> who knows? You never know what can happen, but I, I think that it's just amazing. You, you, people like you that can go out there and speak in front of a large audience. And I mean, I've, I've spoken in front of, you know, a handful of people and that's nerve wracking. Yeah. Do you, do you still get nervous? I only get, let's see, 17 years, hundreds of events, in addition to, to being the DJ and MC for over 1,600 weddings over the past almost 30 years. Oh, I, what am I, I talking about? I get nervous right. every time. I still do. Oh. And what I get nervous about is the first 90 seconds. It, it's to get out there. Yeah. And if I had a conversation prior or if I get a feel or the vibe or something funny to say about the theme or a, a bit of connection that I love to open with really good energy. I just hope that lands. And if I make it through that first 90 seconds, yeah. oh, we're good. But I really work yeah, extra for hard sure. for that. Yeah. You guys really, like, I mean, obviously I've been to a lot of events where um, she's moving around, where I've, I've watched speakers and you, it's very, you guys just have an, 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 um, a very enigmatic 
personality. It's very like it's very energetic, and you can feel that that fire that comes from you because you, you're very passionate about it. It's, I just I love Thank it. I, I love it so much. So with everything that happened last year, what how did you pivot for you know your speaking engagements, or what did you offer? Yeah, everything kind of disappeared there for a while last year. And at first I said, okay, where's the gift in this? Because like anything else that's ever happened, I've had ups and downs over the years. Like I said, my Phoenix rides a pogo stick. There's always something just (laughs) willing or or ready to (laughs) knock us down. And I always say, look, that which doesn't kill me gives me a really good story to share on stage. So what 2020 did was I couldn't hop on a plane. I couldn't fly halfway across the country for a speaking event. And I, I mentioned earlier, I do a lot with visualization, with vision boards. So what my business mentor and coach and I had started to do actually two years ago was move a training program that I created that I used to deliver live. We moved it online and created a platform. And sure as okay. anything, COVID happened and the system was already in place. And we just moved, hit the switch. And I started working with companies saying, okay, here's the program. It's online and let's build a coaching schedule around it. It's actually getting received. And I think it's having longer lasting impact than I would come out for two, three hours, do an event and leave. Sure. There was the blessing in this past year. I'm able to do work with multiple companies at a time and then monthly coach them and, and work through the program. And I actually love it more. Because I'm not a big fan of flying. I'm six foot two. I weigh about 240 pounds. And the seats and the <laughs> snacks are getting smaller, I think, every year. So I'm, I'm fine. Oh, okay. I'm nice sure. the waist up and <laughs> teaching from home here in my recording studio that I built. Yeah, there house. you go. Oh, nice. Very nice. Well, tell us a little bit more about that because that's very cool that you were able. I mean, you were obviously that, that, that is a blessing. You were able to have that prepared and all already set up so that you were able to pivot and offer that. So tell us like when you have a, a client or a company that wants to work with you, what does that look like for them? The first thing I say to them is, is very happy that you reached out, very interested to work with you and learn more. And I promise you this right up front, everything I say at first is going to sound really weird. And that usually disarms <laughs> them pretty well because I talk visualization, I talk motivation and positivity and education. Yeah. And so many people, if they've even heard of vision boards of visualization, it's because somebody went to a vision board party, which every time I say that, I use air quotes okay. and I roll my eyes. But what I teach is everything at a much deeper level. So I explain to them up front, look, we're going to establish and assess where everybody on your team is right now in their lives. And then with regard to the sure. company in their personal lives, We're going to talk about their goals moving forward in nine areas of life. And then we're going to start to dig in and see what it looks like. And then understand everybody needs to know why they want what they want. And a deeply emotional connection to that. Then we get the pictures and we put it together, tells a story. And then we do the action plan after that. So it's not just, you know, hi, we're having a vision board party. Wine, cheese, cracker, scissors, and glue sticks. Wine and scissors, really (laughs) bad combination. That sounds like fun, though. I like the wine and the cheese. Like, okay. The wine and are bad. I got some magazines I can pull. And you might need to put one of your eyebrows back on, you know, just in case. Oh, yeah, so there to you the go. Point where oh, I actually gosh. created a T-shirt line a couple years ago, and on the back it says, friends don't let friends attend vision board parties. You know? Oh, my gosh, instead. that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs>
Hey guys, Deanna here. I'm taking a quick break to share an exciting opportunity with you. I have recently partnered with Scotsman. They have created a crowdfunding campaign building 3D printed electric scooters that make transportation smart, elegant, and sustainable. It runs on energy efficient batteries that double as USB-C power banks. And they're swappable too, so you can replace your battery and keep your scooter. Check out their crowdfunding page down below Hurry and sign up now to take advantage of their early bird prices, 50% off. I have a built-in camera, GPS, live maps, and an automatic lock. So hurry up now, get in on this, go to my special link below, 50% off, and be a part of this really cool campaign. You won't be disappointed. So when you work with a company, is it, and they bring on the people that you, they are going to have you coach, is it typically their leadership team or is it a random Sometimes employees? it's been the leadership level, uh, overseeing several different departments yeah. of people. And occasionally that has led to me working with that single leader in their team as well. But a lot of times what they'll do is they'll, okay. they'll bring in the concept and the energy, and then it will just work its way throughout the rest of the company around them. And if they choose to hire me to come in and work with the whole team, wonderful. If I just continue to coach the leaders, right. that's great too. But what I've seen, one of the first testimonials I ever got was two weeks after an event where the team leader sent me a message and said, you would not believe the energy in this place right now. People are having conversations they've never had before because they've learned more about each other yeah. in, in a comfortable, safe place. And they said the camaraderie, yeah. even if they appear on paper to be competing, the energy level goes right. up because everybody's focused on the work and also as individuals, they've got each other's back. They're cheering each other on and they're all working together to create this shared company vision as well as their own personal things. Right. I think that's very, I, I love it. And I think that it's, you know, I know not vision board parties, but vision boards and really identifying your goals and, and your, your personal life and your, and your, career, your work life are very intertwined in a lot of ways. I feel that they are. If you are not in in line in your personal life, there's a lot of chances you're probably not going to be in line with your, your career or your work life as well, because, you know, we spend more time at work than we do, you know, on our other things. I mean, this is a, this is an unknown fact for forever. Um, so I think that it's really, it's really great that you offer these services because this is very unique to me. And I talk to a lot of different coaches, a lot of different speakers, and um, you, you do something very unique. And I think it's very cool. I, I, I love it. And one of my favorite comments it. is I have so many people say, okay, you do this. I said, yes, they go, and you're a guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, I guess they're so what? used to the stereotypical motivational speaker, rah, 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 buy my stuff. And what I do is a very introspective, different yeah. approach. And I, I okay. absolutely love that. And I take that as such a compliment, and it, and it honors me. Because yeah. know, somebody said one time, you're as sensitive and empathetic and creative and passionate and energy driven as you can possibly be and still be a dude. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> it just made me laugh so, that people so, said that. Uh, you're, 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 they're labeling you, which I, I would never... I would never think that way, but I guess a lot of, that just set, set, says a lot about our society yeah. that they would label you yep. like that, yep. you know, but I, I think that it's great. I mean, I, I love it. I think it's very um, innovative. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. and it, yeah, and, and it, I'm sure it works wonders for whatever company that brings you on and the team that, that they, they let work with you. You have, um, why is it so important to see our goals as a question?
What, 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 I'd like to hear the yeah, answer to that. Um, it's, it's kind of like a, a treasure map. You know, all the pirate movies we've seen, Pirates of the Caribbean Part 1 through 85, however many yeah. there are now. They always know where the treasure is because they have a map yeah. to go there. So they, yeah. they've already visualized it. There's a treasure chest. It's buried somewhere on a beach. Here's the map. Here's all the different landmarks to get there in the directions. Right. Too many people are stuck back in the New Year's resolution mode because for some of us, that's all we learned. And you say bland, right. broad brush things like, I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want more money. But we don't dial it in. We say, for example, we say we want to be healthy. Okay, great. What does that mean? Does that mean getting enough sleep every night? Right. Does that mean a certain number on your scale at the end of the year? Does that mean eating a certain number of healthy meals made at home versus dining out more often? So what yeah. I say with visualizing and seeing it is to know exactly what it looks like, feels like, sounds like, even smells like in some cases. To really dial in and yeah. know where that X is. Because no pirate wants to be out digging 180 holes on a beach. Wondering if that's where the treasure is going to be. And the more you can dial it in and be focused and direct. Understand where you are now. Know where you want to go. You increase the odds that you're going to get there. So it's almost like manifestation. Exactly. But you're... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, but So but you help them figure out how how to put that together and to really see that for themselves. Yes. And, and unfortunately manifestation yeah, no. is another one that gets a bad rap sometimes because, and I blame the secret and I do that with a smile. They had a genie, oh, a yeah, genie yeah. and they, a magic I, lamp I that. in the secret. And I went, Oh, I gosh. see that as a question here. Yeah. Did you tell us about that? Because I think that's very curious. I've read the secret yeah. and okay. you're right. It, it's like, it is like a genie in the magic lamp and it's like, this is all great and, and, and good. But at the end of the day, who's going to be able to manifest like getting a check for $5 million. Right. <laughs> like, well, according to the secret, all I you have to do is duct tape one to your ceiling and, and look at it every day. I appreciate what they were saying and, and I get it. And I, and I poke fun at them, but they, they really were on the right track. I just wish they hadn't generalized sure. it like that. Uh, I, I believe that okay. whatever universe, God, higher power, whatever it is you believe in that's out there, the energy, we've got to meet it halfway. You know, there's no wishing and waiting for it to knock sure. on your door. And the three minutes of the secret that actually impacted me the most was a gentleman named John Asaraf, who was talking about what vision boards are. And I was so fascinated by that three minutes that that's my entire career has come out of studying what that three minutes meant. Seeing what you want. Oh, wow. Understanding why you want it. And, and even more so than John Asaraf said, a deep emotional connection to why you want it. And then an action plan to get there. And the action plan kind of takes place of the genie and the magic lamp. But some people still wish. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you get results. You'll get something will happen no matter what. I just try to dial it in to get people on a better path to not have to wish, to actually be a part of the process so that they appreciate it. And it's not just what they get, yeah. but it's who they become along the way as they rise in their skills, their confidence, their consistency, and their momentum. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've actually never heard anybody talk about that, the secret like that, and I, and I really appreciate that. Um, before we start wrapping things up, can you please plug all your links where people can find you, follow you, support you, hire you, sure, all that thank good you. stuff? Um, all my stuff is really at one place, motivationalfirewood.com, and my links are there, my products page is there, uh, including, and I love that your dogs were a part of this conversation because... My my little guy, Super Teddy, actually has his own book that he wrote. Look at that. I love I love that they were a part of this because they're so joyful. 
and uh they are they're just making a lot of ruckus lot it's of like it's, it kind of throws me off a little bit but this but this is real life and i think people you guys out there that are listening my audience you you've known it you you know my life by now so it's not a secret um steve you've got a lot of great wisdom to share uh and i absolutely love this conversation i think we could go forever so we might have to have a part two after things start rocking and rolling again maybe a couple of months down the line what what's some last words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to leave with the Thank audience? You. And I would be honored to have another conversation, most definitely. The greatest lesson, the one that still impacts me every single day, was actually lived, he never said the words, by one of my grandfathers. And every day, he would just leave at least one situation a day better than he found it. Whether it was, if you saw somebody's mail had fallen out of the mailbox, he would walk over, put it back in. If you saw a picket broken on your wooden fence and he was worried one of your dogs might get out or get hurt, he'd go home, get his stubby little pencil, put it on his ear and his tape measure. He would go make you a fence picket. You would never even know that Al Dion had been there. So I try to just leave at least one situation a day better than I found it. And it just means being aware at all times. What could I do right now to make this better? Could I make that person laugh? Because they don't look real happy. Can I rescue that shopping cart before yeah. the wind blows it into a nice, expensive new car and dents it? And could I be on this radio show and maybe somebody will just say, that's a cool little piece of motivational firewood. And tomorrow, maybe they'll do something. So it's, it's how my grandfather lives on in, in me. And I, I just appreciate him for that. That is beautiful. And I think a lot of people can take away. It's those little, those little acts of kindness that you can do that don't cost anything but make a huge impact in in the world not only for the person that you do it for but for you yourself just like the 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 energy that you put out there into the universe is just pays you back dividends when you do stuff like that oh i love it oh my gosh steve well thank you so much for being a guest i've really enjoyed our conversation i can't wait to have you back and tell us more great things so because i have a lot more questions here so I'll save those for for. Uh, and I hope part the dogs two. will join us for part two as well because they were they oh. were joyfully adding their voices to this, and, and I just think that's great. And thank oh. you so much for having me. This has been. I'm going to give you the highest compliment possible. This has been effortless. We're like two friends oh, hanging yes. on a front porch, sharing a microphone with the dogs, having a conversation, and your listeners are hanging on the front lawn and just digging the good energy. So. Thank you for inviting me to be part That's right. of it. That's right. We're having a front lawn party. We're just missing the booze. <laughs> Next time we'll bring some after the show. <laughs> there we go. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> All right, you guys. This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.